Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter, as well as a personal trainer. And I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Jackie Lindahl. Thank you so much for listening. Today's topic, I wanted to talk about getting back on track after you've fallen off. This could pertain to getting back on track with your nutrition. This could pertain to getting back on track with your workouts. Usually it's a little bit of both. If you've fallen off track with one, generally you've fallen off track with the other. Not always, but that's the topic for today. This is something that happens to literally everyone on their journey. Everybody at some point in their journey, many times in their journey probably, they fall off track and they have to get back on track to achieve their goals. So how do they do that? Before I get into that, I wanted to preface this with a little bit of a story. I want to tell you guys a story, something that happened to me recently. So I talked a little bit about in my last podcast episode that we are in between houses right now and currently staying out at my parents' place where I grew up on the farm. And we're moving to an acreage here right away. One of the main reasons why we wanted to move to an acreage, why I wanted to move to an acreage is I wanted to get back into horseback riding. I grew up riding horses pretty much my entire life. I did 4-H, a little bit of barrel racing, a little bit of team penning, trail riding, a little bit of everything. And I really miss it. It was a huge part of my life for a really long time, but over the past 10 years, I haven't really rode much at all just because of life and we don't live in the country anymore. I didn't own a horse. I sold my horse when I was in college because I wasn't planning on moving home after college and just life. So staying out at my parents' place, uh, they live on the same farm as my grandparents and my grandfather, my papa, still rides horses to this day and still has some. So I figured while we're out here and I'm wanting to get back into horseback riding eventually, I should start riding again. So I asked my grandpa, my papa, I said, do you have a horse that I could ride? I need something that's kind of got a lot of more woe than go and something just to kind of get me my confidence back and just to kind of ride around the farm. And he said, yeah, I got this horse. Her name is Josie. Got her about a year ago. She's nice and easy going and slow because I need something that's a little bit slower than the other horses that I had. Cause well, you know, I'm 83 years old and I was like, yeah, you are. <laughs> so he says, yes, go ahead out and ride Josie. So last Friday I took Josie out. Um, we went out on a nice little trail ride just up and around the farm and, um, had a great ride. It was really what my soul needed. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a short ride, nothing crazy, but just to get out and kind of get back on. So I figured Sunday came along and I was like, you know, that was a really good ride that I had with Josie on Friday. I'm going to go again. So I went out and I told my grandpa, I'm going to take Josie out again. He said, yeah, sure. So I go in and get her and I get her saddled up and he comes out of the house and he comes over and he said, 
um, there's these cows in this pen down at the main part of the farm. He said, I, can I get your help chasing them back out to the field? They're my cousins, um, and her husband's cows, and they're just staying here for the summer on pasture. They brought them down to the main part of the farm just to do some stuff with them. And we just wanted them back out into the pasture. So I was like, sure, I can do that. And he said, Kate, bring Josie. She, I've used her before for team penning a few times. She's really good with cows. Shouldn't be a problem. Literally all we had to do was get these cows to go through one gate, one gate to get them to go back out into the field. One gate. That's all we need to do. Would have been a five minute project. Would have been. So we go out, my grandfather walks out just by himself and he goes and he kind of stands out in the field and he says, okay, get them up and get them going. So Josie and I kind of plod out and she's kind of getting a little bit excited because she has chased cows several times. She's a little bit what they call cowie. Um, so she's getting a little bit excited. We get the cows up and literally we're just like walking at this point. Of course, whenever you want to chase cows and what would normally be a five minute project, they never go the right way. They never do what you want to do. It is what it is. So we get them up and get them going. And of course they all kind of start heading in the wrong direction. So we're kind of trying to like stop them from going in the wrong direction to get them going the right direction. And then of course, one of them always wanders off. So one of them wanders off and my papa kind of shouts at me. He says, Hey, get that one. So we go back and I get that cow and, uh, Josie's kind of starting to get excited go back, stop that cow, get her going the right direction. So I turn back because of course they're all heading in the wrong direction. Now go back to cut them off where they're going. So we kind of pick up speed. We go into what's called a lope, kind of like a little bit of a run. And as we're going back towards the cows, I feel Josie's head dip down. And generally when your horse is running, most equestrians have probably experienced this before and your horse's head suddenly dips down you kind of go, oh shit, because that means their ass end is going to come up and they're going to start bucking. Sure as shit, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Josie starts bucking like crazy, like bucking, like just, I, and I have rode horses and been bucked many times in the past. However, though, it's been a long time. In theory, I know what to do when a horse starts bucking, but for some odd reason, I lost all bearings. My brain went out the window, gone. And she's bucking and bucking. And I'm just like, what in the hell is going on here? Like, so I lost a stirrup. I can feel myself starting to fall off. And I'm like, this just isn't going well. And she's just given her. And so I kind of half bail, half let her finish bucking me off. And of course I land ass first into a pile of cow shit. Can't make this up in front of my grandfather, who is now laughing at me because I just got bucked off his horse and she takes off bucking, bucking like she is the championship saddle bronc at the Calgary stampede. And my grandfather just shakes his head dumbfoundedly and he goes, I never saw her. I've never seen her buck before. I thought she was too fat to buck. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> what do you know? I proved you wrong on that, didn't I? And he goes, what in the hell is going on? And she's still bucking as we're kind of like both standing there completely dumbfounded by this situation. So I, she comes on by us still bucking. I managed to grab one of her reins. We kind of get her spun around a little bit. She stops bucking. She stands still. And we can see that I, the saddle has now gone like way too far up. It's up on her neck. And I don't know if that's what caused 
her to start bucking or if that was a result of her starting to buck. She's a little round. And sometimes when you have some horses that are kind of a little on the chunky side, they, um, you have to really tighten their saddles up a little bit more than horses that aren't as chunky. Um, and if you don't, their saddles are more prone to slipping and not being in the right position. Anyway, we don't know what caused her to throw a hissy fit like that. I am now humiliated, um, in front of my grandfather. And so we stop, he helps me fix the saddle, get it back in the right position. And all I can think is I'm staring at this horse going, fuck, now I have to get back on. There's a little bit of a notion or I guess saying in the horse world that if you get bucked off, you have to get back on. And I'm standing at this, staring at this horse, standing there going, oh my God, I have to get back on her right now. And I really don't want to because I am embarrassed. I have shit all over my ass, which by the way, also went through my jeans and stained my underwear. So I have underwear now that looks like I shit my pants. I'm going to have to throw that away. And all I can think is, oh my God, I have to get back on this horse. And I really don't want to. I'm embarrassed. I'm upset. (laughs) All self-confidence that I had is gone. And my grandpa tightens up her saddle a little bit more for me, grabs onto her reins. And he looks at me and goes, Kate, she's ready for you. And I'm like, shit. Okay. So I get back on her. He helped me out a little bit, kind of helped lead her around a little bit just to make sure that she stayed calm. We got the cows out of the fence, out of the gate, the one gate that they were supposed to go to took us 30 seconds to get them out the gate. And then he left me on my own and he was like, Kate, have fun. (laughs) And he walked away. And believe it or not, the rest of the ride actually went quite smoothly after that little rodeo. Um, she was, of course, super agitated and super cranky at first, but then calmed down after a while and was right as rain for the rest of the ride. And I'm just like, what in the hell? We still don't know what caused that. I don't know if she just got super excited about the cows, if the saddle was not in the right position and it slipped and that made her mad, or if her and I just really apparently don't get along. I don't know what happened there, but... <laughs> um. That's my story. Please don't feel bad for me. I'm not hurt. Nothing was hurt other than my self-esteem and my pride and my self-confidence. Everything is fine. I just, it's a funny story looking back now, how literally covered in shit I was and how embarrassed I was in front of my grandfather. How does me falling off a horse and into a pile of cow shit and embarrassing myself have to do with getting back on track? Well, you can probably get that it has pretty much everything to do with getting back on track. And in your fitness journey, weight loss journey, whatever it is, health journey, you're going to fall off track. And you're going to fall off track because this is a difficult journey. It's hard. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. And you're learning and you're human and it happens to all of us. And many people, when they fall off track, whether it's they're not doing their workouts or they binged on a bunch of food or they had an off weekend, off week, whatever it is, they're stressed and things just aren't going well. Many people feel upset with themselves, like they are doing something wrong. They fucked up. They're, you know, they're embarrassed that they fell off track. Maybe they're embarrassed to their coach. Maybe they're just embarrassed about themselves falling off track. And they just feel like they just can't do this. They feel like I screwed up. I fucked up. I'm off track. And I just, I can't do this. It's too hard. 
But believe it or not, falling off track isn't the end of the world. It doesn't mean you suck. It doesn't mean that you can't do this. And it doesn't mean that you're unable to get back on track. It just means you fell off track. Welcome to the club. There's like 7 billion of us. All that it means is that you're human and that you just need to practice getting back on track. And yes, getting back on track and learning how to get back on track after you've fallen off track takes practice. It's not easy, but you'll find your own system and what works for you to be able to get back on track. And today I wanted to give you some tips on mindset changes to have when you do fall off track and also some actionable steps that you can take in getting back on track for yourself. So let's talk about some mindset tips or mindset things to think about when you get back or when you fall off track. Number one is you have to know, and you really got to listen to this. You have to know that you can't fuck this up. You can't. You cannot screw this journey up because there's no pass or fail. There's no percentage. We're not in math class here. You can't screw this up. I don't care if you've eaten enough pizza or KFC to sustain a small or large village. I don't care if you haven't worked out in three weeks. I don't care if all you did on the weekend was eat chips and drink beer. You can't fuck this up. There is no fucking it up. And as once you understand that and you've realized that, that takes all the pressure, it helps take the pressure off of being perfect. Because as long as you keep trying and you keep getting yourself back on track, you keep bringing yourself back to center, you will win. But if you allow yourself to believe that you screwed this up, you're not perfect, and you know, there's no way that you can ever achieve your goal because you keep fucking up by eating pizza. It will perpetuate these guilt spirals in which you will go completely off the wall and not get back on track. So you've got to stop telling yourself that you screwed up. You didn't screw up. There's nothing here to screw up. You're a human. You ate some pizza. That's not a fuck up. That's just eating pizza. So let go of this perfectionist mindset that you have to be perfect all the time. There's no such thing. And I talked a lot about this in my episode number three with the consistency episode. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and listen to it after you listen to this one, of course. And in that episode, I talk a lot about consistency and perfectionism and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, Let go of this perfectionist mindset and understand that as long as you're consistent and you keep trying towards your goals, that is what will get you to your goals at the end, not being perfect. When you aim too much on trying to be perfect, it perpetuates this idea that you cannot go off track ever. That if you're perfect, it means that you can't eat certain foods that you can only do, you know, this kind of exercise and you have to do your exercise all the time. You can't have bad workouts. And that's just not how it is. A lot of people will say things, and you've probably said this before, I'm either on or off. There's no in between. I'm either hundred percent all in or I'm hundred percent off. And what that is, is it's a bullshit mindset. It's a bullshit perfectionist attitude that will just keep you from trying. So stop letting this perfectionist mindset of, I need to be hundred percent on or hundred percent off, keep you from trying. It doesn't matter. 
you don't need to be perfect. So stop thinking that you need to be fucking perfect because you can't fuck this up. The other thing is, is quit looking for quick fixes. A lot of times when we are constantly falling off track or we feel like we failed or we screwed up is because we think that we need to be the fastest at achieving our goals. I need to lose 10 pounds the fastest. Why? What is your rush? Stop rushing the process. Because in theory, if you're doing this process, your weight loss process, your health goal process, whatever it is, there's no end date. There's no, oh my God, I need to lose 50 pounds by X date. That doesn't exist. It's just something that you're creating in your mind. So stop putting an end date or stop feeling like you have to rush the process. A lot of times what happens with people trying to rush the process is A, they get stuck into that perfectionist mindset thinking that if they eat a slice of pizza or have some chips or a birthday cake at their child's birthday, that they've screwed up because they feel like they need to achieve their goal the fastest. A lot of times when people are looking for the quick fix or they're trying to do this the fastest, they will fall off track and then they'll start doing stupid shit. Like falling for things like detoxes or, you know, looking for the next amazing thing that's going to help them lose the weight the fastest, the next diet, the next plan that's going to help them lose the weight the fastest. When really, if you just stick to the simple things and do it consistently over time, you will get to your goals a lot faster than constantly looking for these stupid quick fixes. Remove the timeline and focus on the lifestyle and how you feel. The results will come with that. If you keep putting a timeline on things and keep thinking that you have to do this the fastest, that puts an end date on it. And chances are when you get to whatever that goal is, or you get to that end date, then you're going to go off track. So remove the end date, remove the timeline and focus on the lifestyle. If you're doing this right, you will do it for the rest of your life. I'm not talking about weight loss. I'm not saying that you'll be losing weight for the rest of your life. I'm talking about eating for health and looking after yourself and exercising. That will be for life. The other thing that you need to do is quit restricting certain foods. If you're on a diet that is causing you to restrict certain food groups like carbs or fats, or you cut out chips or you cut out all these things, the more things that you restrict and the more that you keep trying to restrict yourself, the more you're going to binge or the harder you're going to fall off track. A lot of people think that when they fall off track and they get back on track, well, that just means I need, I screwed up because I didn't restrict enough. So now I need to be stricter. I need to cut out all bad foods. I need to only eat these things. I got to cut out carbs. I got to do this and got to do that. And they restrict and restrict and restrict and restrict. What this is going to do in the long term is make them fall off track faster and fall off track harder, making it harder to get back on track. Less is more. Less restriction will get you more results because you're not cutting out all the things in life that you love. So don't go back on track and think that you need to restrict more. If anything, chances are likely you need to restrict less and let yourself have that freedom. And that circles back to let go of that perfectionist mindset. You can have some chips, have some pizza, have a beer and achieve your results. Nobody ever lost progress or gained a bunch of weight or whatever from one bad meal or one bad day or even a bad week of eating. 
Same thing with exercise. Nobody's ever lost a huge amount of progress from skipping one workout, from skipping two workouts. That doesn't happen. So if you have a bad day of eating or you have workouts that you skipped, understand that you're not fucking up and losing progress because of that. Don't be so hard on yourself and tell yourself that you screwed up or that you lost all progress just because you had one bad meal. That doesn't work. It is physically impossible. Even if a lot of, a lot of my clients will say, well, I ate pizza last night and then I weighed myself this morning and I'm up a few pounds. And it's like, yeah, that's because you have more food in your stomach. You have more water in your uh, body because you ate foods that you don't eat very all that often. It's okay. It's not a bad thing. Just get back on track. So some mindset things that I want you to also think about is your relationship with food. If you find yourself always falling off track or always stressing about food and things like that, you need to reanalyze your relationship with food and work on that. I don't have the one size fits all answer for what that means because everybody's relationship with food is so complicated and so different that it's something that you need to really dive into and think about. Does food stress you out? Are you a person that when you are stressed or emotionally you eat, or are you stressed and emotional and you don't eat? Or does food analyze your relationship with food and really dive into it? And if you are really struggling with it, get help is one thing that I want to talk is just one thing that I just want to put out there. So those are some mindset things that I want you to really start to focus on when it comes to falling off track. Just understand that you can't screw this up. You need to let go of that perfectionist mindset and understand that one bad meal or a bad date or even a bad week does not mean that you screwed up and lost all your progress. You need to let go of those things and stop being so damn hard on yourself. Now on the flip side, you have to hold yourself accountable to your goals. What is your goal and what do you want to achieve and work and understand that you need to be consistent when working towards your goals. Now, like I said before, I don't want you to beat yourself up and stress because you ate a bunch of pizza or something like that. And that's not exactly going to help you get towards your goal. But at the same time, you have to tell yourself, I need to get back on track. If you have a goal that you want to achieve and you kind of got off track, you need to get back on track and you're an adult and you need to tell yourself that. Now, this does not involve beating yourself up. This does not involve saying that you screwed up, you messed up, you suck at this, whatever. It just is simply, okay, I have this goal that I want to achieve. I got back off track. I got off track. Now let's get back on track and take some action towards getting back on track. What can happen when people start to be a little bit too lax with themselves is that then they never get back on track and they keep telling themselves, I'll get back on track tomorrow. I'll get back on track tomorrow. I'll get back on track tomorrow. And then we're 17 tomorrows later. So catch yourself, be accountable to yourself, telling yourself, okay, I need to get back on track. I know that I fell off track and that's okay. So what can I do to get back on track? And I'll go over some actionable steps that you can take to get yourself back on track. So some steps to take. Number one is set yourself up for success the next meal. So whether that is tomorrow morning at breakfast, whether that's tonight at dinner, whether that's this afternoon, whatever it may be, set yourself up for success for your next meal. Start with a he healthy meal. Ideally, 
if you're starting tomorrow, start with a healthy breakfast, get back on track with your good, healthy breakfast, making sure that you're getting in some fiber, some protein, include some vegetables in your day, set yourself up with a good, healthy meal to get yourself back on track. Number two, drink some water. Obviously I really don't have to discuss that. Just bloody do it. Drink some water. You're an adult. Hydrate yourself. Number three, prioritize fruit, veggies, and protein. Can't go wrong with those things. Fruit, veggies, and protein, whether that is, you know, spread throughout your day, whether that's your first meal of the day, you're prioritizing fruit, veggies, and protein. Prioritize those things in your day to help get yourself some fiber, some nutrients, some vitamins, minerals, healthy foods. It's going to make your tummy feel good and some protein to help yourself feel full and less likely to want to go off track for your eating. So prioritize those fruits, those veggies, those protein, get in your big salads, make yourself a large serving of vegetables with some healthy, lean proteins, whatever you got to do, but prioritizing those three things, just help keep it simple as far as nutrition goes and getting back on track for nutrition. The next one is get yourself moving, prioritize movement in some way, shape or form. Now I'm not saying that you have to go balls to the walls with exercise. In fact, I am actually discouraging you from doing that. Do not overcompensate by killing yourself with exercise. Okay. You're not going to burn off those extra calories by going for a run. We are not earning our food through exercise. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is get yourself moving so that you're feeling good. Move your body, move your muscles, do a workout. If you want to do a workout or if you can fit in a workout, awesome. Even if it's not a whole workout and you just do 30 minutes and you don't quite finish the workout, but you did 30 minutes. Perfect. Start small with the movement, go for a walk, do some stretching, do some yoga, go to a class with a friend, go for a swim. I don't care. Get yourself moving in a way that you enjoy in a way that you like, but do not go and think that you have to hop on the treadmill for four hours to burn off last night's pizza. That is not the goal. The goal is just to get yourself moving and feeling good. And the other thing is, is if you are feeling completely and utterly overwhelmed with every, with getting back on track and you don't even know where to start, pick one or two things one or two things to accomplish for the week. Set yourself up for a win this week. So set yourself a goal. You know, I got completely off track last week. I totally did not do what I was supposed to do. My nutrition's been off. My exercise has been off. Set yourself two goals for the week. I'm going to go for a 30 minute walk every single day and I'm going to eat a salad every day two small things to get yourself back on track. And what this does is it increases your self-efficacy. Set yourself up with a couple of goals that you can achieve and you know that you can achieve it. And that by the end of the week or the end of the two weeks or even a month of doing those goals, you gave yourself a win. And if you can do that, that increases your self-efficacy, meaning it increases your confidence in yourself to be able to do things. So for some people that might look like a little bit of a challenge, you know, for some of my clients, they'll set them, we will set them a little bit of a challenge. Like, Hey, you got off track, whatever for the next four weeks, I want you to eat one big salad a day for the next four weeks. I want you to go and move your body for 30 minutes every day in some way, shape or form doesn't matter. And when they do that and they set themselves that goal and they hit it by the end of the month, they've 
given themselves a huge win. They've gotten back on track and they've increased their self-confidence in themselves to be able to achieve things tenfold. And that is the main goal of this is to increase your self-efficacy so that you know that you can achieve it. So that if you fall off track, when you fall off track again, you know that you can get back on track. Some things that also might help is setting yourself a day that you know, okay, I'm back on track on this day. So if you're taking a break, if you're going on vacation, whatever it may be, say I'm taking a week off, I'm stressed. I got a lot going on next week. I'm taking it off. Knowing that Monday, the following Monday, I'm back on it. And you set yourself that hard line, that hard, I am doing this on this day, no matter what. And then you do the adult thing and you hold yourself accountable to it. Just like when you go on vacation from work, you know that come Monday, I took this week off work. I know come Monday, I have to show up to work. Same thing with your nutrition or fitness or health goals. Okay. I'm taking the week off. I'm going on vacation. I'm camping. I'm stressed. I'm moving this week. Okay. I know on Monday I'm back on track. And if you set yourself those hard lines that you have to achieve or a hard day that you know that you have to start again, then you hold yourself to that like an adult and get back on track. So I hope that this podcast helped a little bit. I hope that some of these tips and mindset changes, um, help you to be able to get back on track better. Also keeping in mind that that when you fall off track and you get back on, the more you practice getting back on track and you practice the steps and understanding that if you get back on track or if you fall off track, it's not the end of the world. You just get back on the easier and faster you will be at getting back on track. For some of my clients, when we first start and they fall off track and I completely expect them to, they fall off track and they might fall off track for a couple of weeks, a month even, or prior to working with me, they fall off track for a whole year. Then over time, we start practicing getting back on track. We have the conversations, we make the plans, we give them the things to do, set themselves up for a win, set some small goals. They start to let go of that negative mindset that they had prior. They start to understand they didn't screw up. They're not a fuck up. They're not a failure. And they get back on track a little faster each time. So then maybe when we, before we started, they fell off track for a year, then maybe they might only fall off track for a month. That's improvement. Then maybe they only fall off track for two weeks. Then maybe they only fall off track for a day or two days or whatever it is. If you're getting back on track faster, every time you fall off track, that's progress, believe it or not. The other one last thing that I wanted to talk about piece of advice, I guess I want to give is if you are really struggling and you're constantly falling off track and you are beating yourself up and you're having trouble is seek help. Whether it is an accountability buddy that you know is going to be really good at holding you accountable, whether you seek out help from a coach or a trainer or whatever, Seeking out help is not a bad thing. In fact, it's actually a good thing and it will help give you the tools or that support system that you need to be able to get back on track a little bit better every single time. So if you're struggling and you're feeling like, frick, I always fall off track and whatever, seek out a little bit of help, that little bit of accountability, that person that you can lean on and support. And that's one thing that I always really encourage to my clients 
seek out that help, that accountability, that little bit of support, and also be honest with that person. Whether it's your coach, whether it's your friend, uh, spouse, whoever you need on your side for help. One thing I really always encourage with my clients is honesty and communicate with me. If you fall off track, I don't care that you've fallen off track. Well, I do care, but at the same time, I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm not going to get mad at you. I am here to help you. And what I care about is that if you've fallen off track or you're struggling, that you communicate with me so that I can help you. That's my job. That's why you hired me. That's why we're working together is because you want my help, well then communicate with me if you're struggling and I can help you get back on track. That's what I do. So if you are struggling, don't be afraid to reach out and get some help. Simple as that. So I hope that today's episode was um, helpful for you and that you found some good tips out of it, some mindset changes and things to work on. If you have questions about this podcast episode or need some help, definitely feel free to reach out to me. Probably the best place to find me is on Instagram. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and family or give it a post on social media. And if you do feel free to tag me, you can follow me on Instagram. I will post it in the show notes. Uh, Generally, for all my social media, you can just find my Instagram and then you can find my TikTok, my YouTube, uh, Facebook and everything all through there. If you have questions about my coaching and training programs, feel free to head to my website. I will also post that in the show notes. And lastly, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. If you really liked it, I would really love and appreciate a five-star review just so that I It increases the searchability for the podcast and visibility of it. And otherwise, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a great rest of your day. And until next time, take care, fam.